Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. Here we are, Tuesday night, Taco Tuesday, and me and Alex, Alex Regla is him, at Alex M. Regla, I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86. We decided to record after the Clippers game because we didn't want to preview something that we didn't know who they were going to play. So here we are, it's Tuesday night, 8.47 p.m., and Alex... Well, we're gonna clear. We're gonna preview a Denver Nuggets Los Angeles Lakers Western Conference Finals because the Nuggets won Game Seven, one hundred four eighty nine <laughs> over the Clippers. Can you believe oh, it? Look, man. Uh, so I, I'm not a Nuggets fan, obviously, but uh, I took a lot of joy in tonight's win. Um, yeah, that felt good. That that was. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying Denver is going to be easy. I'm not saying that at all. Denver's really, really good. Like, they shouldn't, like, they deserve credit. And but. clearly, if you get a 3-1 lead, it's not over. It is for the Clippers. I'll well, say that. Not for the Nuggets. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just, I, oh, man. All, there was a lot of chatter this year with the Clippers. Yes. Okay. Um, and to see that just kind of go up and smoke the way it happened they, they were the mentally tough team right that was the team everybody said they're physically tough they're mentally tough street lights over spotlights uh what was it uh i don't even know there's like 10 billboards <laughs> up and you lose after having a 3-1 series lead you're up double digits in each of these three games that these last three games played and you lost i i don't want to hear nothing about that no more um listen man uh, people ask me why do you get so much joy when the clippers lose when they've never won anything they've never even been to a conference finals and they still haven't but why do i get joy i think it's because the clippers have had so much hype while the lakers have been down and they have done absolutely nothing with that hype lob city never got to the conference finals this team whatever you want to call them never got to the conference finals so while the lakers were down the Clippers were getting destroyed by the Warriors, losing big leads to the Nuggets, losing to the Rockets. And I think that's why. I think because Clipper fans all of a sudden thought they ran Los Angeles and they're going to come up and do all this and do all that. And it just never, ever amounted to anything. And that's why I, do, I think, like, you know when Big Brother's been so good, but Little Brother kind of is growing up and he's giving you a little bit of a fight more than normal? But at the end of the day, Big Brother is still Big Brother. And the Lakers are in the conference final and the Clippers aren't. And it feels really good. It's that simple for me. I, I Yeah, it, it was it was the attitude they had. Like you said, it, it, it felt like they were a dynasty, that they had this championship wrapped up before they even played a game this year. And that kind of just carried on all season. Whether it was resting guys, which is fine. You can rest guys if you want. But it was just more of the attitude and the mindset around this team. That was just annoying, like from afar. Well, it's, they it don't was have always... a, I mean, I think anytime you play a rival team, you don't like their team. But the, the Clippers just don't have a likable roster either. When you look at this team, look at Montrezl Harrell, you look at, at uh, Pat Beverly, even Paul George, and, and what is there to like about Kawhi? He doesn't say anything besides this game. I just don't think they have an even likable roster, at least with the Warriors. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just me. I thought Steph Curry was a likable person, and Klay Thompson was as well. Um, so they had some redeeming yeah. qualities, but with the Clippers, it's just, there's just, like you said, there's this attitude. I don't know if entitled is the right word, but they had this cockiness that they just didn't it, deserve. 
it's funny. They act like people think the Lakers act, right? Like right. they acted like what everybody envisioned Laker fans and Lakers to act. They carry themselves. Like Paul George after the last game where they blew that lead, what did he say? He said, we're in the driver's seat going into next game. Like they have this arrogance that they can just walk into the, the game, beat Denver, and they got whooped. Yeah, they and I don't. And, and I don't want to go too long without saying this because I think another reason why Laker fans are so anti-Clippers, especially this year, is because of Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard dangled his free agency fruit in front of the Lakers for weeks on weeks on weeks, and then out of nowhere, basically becomes the Clippers' general manager and says, "I'll sign with you guys, but you got to go get Paul George." So go get Paul George, and all of a sudden it happens on that crazy Friday night. So. You add the Kawhi element to what's happened the last seven years to what's happened with Lob City. I mean, let's not forget, Blake Griffin was annoying. Chris Paul, the whole, he was a Laker and then became a Clipper. And, and Rondo punched him in the face. Like, I mean, I mean, there's so many levels to the Laker-Clipper thing. But really, this year, it all started off because of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that there's always going to be some bad feelings with when it comes to Paul George and I guess Kawhi, but even I think it was more Paul George. But again, I I think it was more uh, the attitude, how many people were quick to just champion them, like from the get go. Um, and really, like again, it just goes back to how they're kind of the narrative around them being this tough, tough team. Tough teams don't do what they just did. Like I I don't know what they happens folded. next. They quit. They, fo- they did. I mean, uh, Kawhi. And Paul George, what were they? They were a combined uh, 6 of 38 tonight. Or 8 of 38, sorry. 10 of 38. Sorry, I'm looking at all these numbers. All good, dude. But uh, you don't do that in a game seven. Like, those are your two top players. And the role players kind of go off your top guys. And the top guys just... So much about the Clippers this year is just your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. And... The Lakers star duo, they complement each other. Their role players like each other. The chemistry is incredible. I kind of tweeted it out. The Lakers are everything people thought the Clippers would be this year. And the Clippers are kind of everything they thought people thought the Lakers would be this year. Do you think it adds to and the it, fact that this playoffs too, everybody picked the Blazers? Oh, a lot of people picked the Blazers and obviously big names picked the Rockets. Do you think that adds fuel to the fire as well? I think LeBron noted it. Like He always says, like, I... I keep track of what people are saying. Whenever I see a slight, I'm going to use it as a way to, you know, light a fire under us. And I, de- I, I definitely think that's a They wanted to play the Clippers. Like, I'm sure they would have loved to knock the Clippers out. But I yeah. think it's kind of funny to see them not even get there. I'll get, I'll get to that question about about the next series. We'll get there, I promise. But really, let's just do a little victory lap real quick. We got to soak this in. We yeah, gotta I mean, soak this listen, in listen. The Nuggets are a tough series. They've obviously shown they're not scared to face anybody. So I'm not going to overlook them whatsoever. You're not going to get a clip from us and put it on another website that follows the Nuggets. It's just not going to happen on this podcast, at least with my <laughs> voice on it. Because I heard that Rockets post-game thing that we put up on silverscreenroll.com. And I was laughing my ass off. I was like, yeah. I will not be that guy guy okay but i will say and i'm gonna keep it here with the clippers for a while it feels really good this victory lap even though we did nothing you know what what we did do during the game six when the game that nobody watched because it happened on nfl kickoff at the exact same time of week one um kyle kuzma tweets out a picture from a golf course holding a corona in the middle of the game (laughs) that's 
just like cherries on top of the of the Sunday is that the Lakers are handling business against all odds in quotes, and the Clippers are going to Game Six, going to Game Seven, and then ultimately they lose, and their star players sucked tonight. I mean, how else do you want to say it? Kawhi Leonard, 6 of 22, 14 points. Paul George, 4 of 16, 10 points. Their top scorer was Montrez Harrell tonight. On a game seven, they scored 89 points. They only scored 35 points in the second half. 35 <sighs> points in the second half. They scored 32 in the second quarter. I mean, it was an it was a it was a choke job. They they quit in the fourth quarter. They they scored 15 points in the fourth quarter of a game seven with the starters on the court. It wasn't like they pulled them. It wasn't like Kawhi was in foul trouble or fouled out. They the start Kawhi played 44 minutes. I I yeah exactly. There there's really nothing to add. They they got punched in the mouth, and that was it. Denver just. You, you know what's you know what it is it's every time denver was behind again they were down by like 12 early in this game i like it never felt like they were out of it it just felt like they were mentally tough and they just knew we can come back against this team i think there was a tweet that was going around of phil jackson uh, yeah the Instagram against Bob. i don't know if you saw it basically tying his lakers when they were playing boston with doc rivers as the head coach like we know we could come back against this team. This team, this team could fold. Yeah, and it almost feels like Denver kind of viewed the Clippers the same way. It doesn't matter how yeah. much we're behind. We know if we punch them in the mouth or we make a run, they'll they'll get weak and they'll lose, and that's what happened. I've been saying stuff on my daily radio show that uh, that I've been getting kind of you know responses about. One of them is about Doc Rivers. How I just think personally, with the roster and talent that he's had, not only in Boston where he did win one. But with the Clippers, he's incredibly underperformed. Like, to not get to a conference finals, to not do anything with the Clippers, he's underperformed like crazy. To only really win one in Boston, only really. I mean, anybody would die for one really championship. But still, with the roster they had to only win one championship, I feel like Doc Rivers is underperformed. Second thing I've been saying, imagine, just imagine, put yourself in the shoes of Kawhi Leonard right now. He chose Paul George. He chose this setup for himself. He left Toronto where they were a good team without him. Who knows what they could be doing if they still had him. He decided to come to LA, not the Lakers. He chose Paul George. He chose Doc Rivers. He chose Steve Ballmer. He didn't choose Kawhi. I mean, he didn't choose AD. He didn't choose LeBron. And what's crazy about it to me, he never gets any blame. He never gets any blame for nothing. Like if the Clippers win... He gets all the credit. If the Clippers lose, it's Doc, it's Paul George, it's this, it's this, it's that. Imagine being LeBron in this situation. If LeBron did the exact same thing Kawhi did, you never hear the end of it for a week. Yeah, I mean, Doc Rivers, I don't know uh, like if he's on the hot scene or not. Um, there th- there were some kind of, like, Zubat should have played more. Harrell was really bad this series. Like Doc Rivers is not he deserves blame some blame here for sure. Was it just all the players? He obviously could have done a better job also. Um but again, like I mean I at some point listen, I'm not trying to bring too many analogies of other sports here or whatever, but if you know a little bit of football, Marvin Lewis with the Bengals. He was a coach that was there for like fifteen years. And all he did every year was go eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine, and make it to the playoffs like once or twice uh, in a row, 
and then lose. And honestly, that's what Doc Rivers is doing. Like, are they good in the regular season? Yeah. But you haven't even got to a single conference finals. How much more do you want to see? Look what the roster that you gave them. Supposedly the deepest roster in the NBA. That's all we heard all year, right? Sixth man of the year. You got two center. You brought up some guys. You got Kawhi. Like, you got Paul George. This is the deepest roster in the NBA. And you can't even get to the conference finals? (laughs) I... Yeah. I mean, honestly, I know, honestly, man. just because it's Doc Rivers, those conversations, you don't even feel comfortable having it. But I do because I, I've been saying it for a while. I think that he's underperformed and you've really got to take a look like, okay, we obviously have the roster, right? Like, I think we all agree that they have a roster that should be mm-hmm. getting further than where they got. So at what point do you really start looking at Doc Rivers? Like, you've had a lot of chances here, Doc. Yeah, I mean, again, like, usually the coach is the guy, the first to go, right? You're not going to get rid of the players, like, immediately. Usually the coach is the easiest thing to change. We're already seeing that across the league with playoff teams losing. Um, And again, they only have one more year guaranteed of Kawhi and Paul George after trading about 30 to 40 first-round picks to get Paul George here, it seems like. Uh, They got to make this work and work now. Um, Yeah. And I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know either. Listen, like we've been talking good. a lot about the Clippers here, and obviously we do want to preview the Nuggets, but still one more thing here before we – I mean, you, I, we don't even have to stop, honestly. I can go forever on this. <laughs> I think I'm the most fired up we've ever been after a post-game show because it's just so shocking to me what happened today. Um, let's all remember the exchange between the Blazers and the Clippers. Oh, man. In the bubble when Pat Bev – went on Damian Lillard's Instagram and put Cancun on three. YG, YG3, Paul George, replied, and you getting sent home this year. Respect. And Damian Lillard replied, keep switching teams, running from the bind, running from the grind, you boys is chumps. Uh, to follow up today, uh, Damian Lillard, 28 minutes ago, tweeted, at Pat Bev, I guess I should extend this Cancun invite since I haven't made my arrangements yet. Uh, CJ McCollum replies, I'll bring the wine. Weather nice <laughs> as ever, too. Uh, and he threw this one out there uh, because there is, you know, a bit of a travel ban for Americans right now. Uh, CJ McCollum says, if they fly private, they can get into Mexico for sure. <laughs> should probably get the big jet. Uh, so it's just, listen, I mean, if you're the Blazers and all, I mean, if you're really anybody that didn't like the Clippers, you're really enjoying today. Can you hear my smile through the microphone today? Yeah, no, I can, I can hear it for sure. <laughs> it's kind of like when Rondo scored 20 points the other day. Yeah, that's, it's, again, like, a players know, right? Like, you don't, you don't talk like that to certain teams, to certain players. Like, you don't go on Twitter and kind of bash them like that unless you don't respect them. And that's the thing. A lot of players and fans just don't respect the clippers because of their attitude and that's coming out tonight everybody just kind of dogpiling on them because I don't, they kind of deserve it it feels like you know yeah uh at magic johnson this was the, the best the which one which oh, one do you i only saw one did he do i only saw the one about them choking did he tweet out a couple oh did he tweet a choking thing oh they I, did I, the, yeah, clippers, just, the, the clippers yeah, the choked clippers again. choked again they choked against houston in 2015 and they choke tonight against the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's this. I wonder if he tweeted that or if he texted his person to tweet that for him. And then the person goes, Magic, you really want to say they choked? 
Uh, the Lakers will always own Los Angeles. It will never change. And then, of course, the the generic Magic Johnson. The Lakers got to bring their A game to beat the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, it was just, uh, I mean, it really, honestly, I, I said it on the on my radio show today. I think it. I was fully expecting two things. A, a Clippers blowout, or B, the Nuggets win a close game. Never saw a, the Clippers folding like they did and losing with the Nuggets just, just tearing them up in the second half. Um, and let's not like, honestly, like I know we're having fun at the Clippers expense, but Jamal Murray, man, fi- yeah. 15 of 26 from the field, 40 points, Jokic 16, 22 and 13. He had a triple double in the third quarter. I believe that's the first time anyone's ever had a triple double on a game seven ever before the fourth quarter even started. I think I saw that graphic up somewhere. Um, dude. So much respect for what the Denver Nuggets have done so far in this playoffs. And, dude, let's not forget, the Nuggets were a good team before this whole thing shut down. They were a really good team. So They were, yeah, they were, like, second for most of the year behind the Lakers. They were there. So it's not like some fluke team here. This isn't, like, a seven seed here. This is a damn good Denver team. Yeah, I mean, they did finish third in the the Western Conference. And, hey, man, dude, they, (laughs) I mean, back-to-back game sevens, right? The Jazz, the Nuggets. Let's not forget that uh, that that post game interview that Jamal Murray did after they beat the Jazz in Game Seven with Scott Van Pelt, and he's like, "Hi, right, man. So you're gonna play again on Thursday? What do you think?" And he's like, "Thursday? We only get one day off?" He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Damn!" And look at him now. Look at yeah. them now. Uh, the games they were down three to one, and they came back on the Clippers and destroyed 104-89. Let me ask you two questions. A, your thoughts on the Nuggets run so far, and B, your initial thought on what to you're expecting in the conference finals. Yeah, I mean, their run has been incredible. Like, that Utah series, I mean, that was a crazy series also. Their seven-game series, and it came down to that last shot and just some crazy last, like, 15 or 20 seconds there. Jamal Murray was incredible in that series. Um and then this series against the Clippers again, just showing so much heart. Like, I have so much respect for this club now. And I'm not just saying that, like, I know we bashed on the Clippers and everything and stuff like that. But for Denver to come back against, it, Clippers are an amazing team. Like, top to bottom, their roster is stacked. To come back against that team when you were trailing by, like, 16 in the last two games, double digits tonight. Like that shows a lot of heart. They were and down it shows what, a lot of nineteen or twenty game yeah. six, and then tonight they kept going down by double digits. and They kept coming back right away. So, so in terms of the next round, uh, it's tough. Like I know everything's so fresh off of off of this. I I think the Lakers roster wise is a better matchup against Denver than the Clippers were against Denver. I think the Lakers bigs will have a more important role this series, obviously, against Houston than they did against Houston. I think Dwight and McGee. And they're having rested. Having multiple guys. Yeah, having multiple guys to put on Jokic, where the Clippers really just had one. Yep. They had Zubats, and he got into foul trouble immediately. And Harrell so, ended up having to guard him a lot. Yeah. So I, I think this is yeah. where their strength in the bigs is finally going to kind of come to light here against Denver. Yeah. Um, I've said it all year, and I, and, and, and I think it – it's going to ring super true when you have McGee, Howard, and Davis, three bodies all game on Jokic. It wears you out, man. 
And it's going to be a big test for Jokic. It's going to be a different test for Jokic than what he just went up against the Clippers. Um, I think when you have three guys that can individually just be a body, whether whether they can stop you or not, you're really not going to get a break. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to get a break from being guarded by a big man. So I think Howard and McGee are going to be clutch in this series and be huge in this series. Obviously expect them to play in this series uh, compared to the last one. Uh, my initial thought is we don't have anybody to guard Murray, but we didn't have anybody to guard Harden, and they they kind of figured it out. So it, it'll be an interesting thing, but I don't want Laker fans that are listening to this right now to overlook the Nuggets. I don't think yes. anybody really yes. is. I don't really think anybody is after what they did to the Clippers. Um, I do think... It's going to be a tough series like that. I Whether I'll say this now, if they win four games to one again, I still think it's going to be a tough five games. They, like they might get the results, but it's still going to be a tough five games. This team clearly has no quit in them. And we've seen the Lakers lose leads themselves. So, and, and, and I think that last part you just mentioned is important that they don't have quit in them. Houston has quit in them, right? Like yes. that's another team that we could see just from afar. Uh, another team that that has some quit in them this team doesn't so if the lakers play around like they do they like to do that especially in like the first game of the series they don't take things seriously this is a team that will wake you up quick kind of like how portland did with the lakers but the only thing difference is this team is better than portland they're deeper they have Jokic. they have murray just really really sound team and good coaching and just their defense also has been really impressive like again obviously the clippers didn't shoot well tonight but we got to give some credit to their defense. Denver's defense held them to 89 points in Game 7. That's impressive, man. I don't think we should just overlook them like it's going to be a cakewalk. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk at all. At all. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk either. I think uh, – and obviously the, the Lakers have had breaks in between every single one of their series, so they should be used to this. And we <laughs> – it's funny because I, I, for some reason, I just think they're going to lose. They're going to lose game one on Friday. Just I'm just so wired that way already. Like, yeah, they'll lose game one and then they'll play on Sunday and they'll play on Tuesday again. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I, I think Murray is on one of those streaks that you just see in the playoffs. Like, you, it's so random, right? Like all of a sudden, Jamal Murray out of not out of nowhere, but really in the national spotlight, it is out of nowhere. Like, how many people are realizing who Jamal Murray is? Yeah, he's taken a step for sure in this playoffs, and that's that's been awesome to see. And he's the type of guard that does kind of historically give Lakers trouble, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I've, I'm more confident after seeing what they've been able to do against guys like Lillard, McCollum, Harden, Westbrook. So, again, it's not going to be easy, but I think Frank Vogel and his staff have kind of proven that if given enough time, they can put together a game plan that can kind of just slow him down. Again, you're not stopping another star player but you can at least slow him down. Right. Um, what is, let me ask you just like a generic preview question. Sure. What do you think the key to the series will be? <laughs> because I mean, we, uh, tonight kind of opened my eyes a little bit because we always, uh, I always say this and you guys have heard me here on Taco Tuesday say this, LeBron and AD are going to get theirs. It's, and it's somebody else. It's who's the next guy that's going to step up. But then, the Lakers won two games with LeBron only scoring 16 and AD only scoring 15 and they still won. So can the Lakers just as a team win this series, even if LeBron and AD have an off night, because tonight we saw Paul George and a, and uh, Kawhi have off nights and they got blown out. So do you think that the Lakers can kind of win this if it's like a team thing or do they just have to have LeBron and AD every night? Yeah, I think, 
Uh, that's a good question. I think the last series against Houston, they were able to be successful so much because of how big their role players were. Like, their bench was fantastic against Houston. Caruso, Markeith Morris, although he started towards the end there. Uh, Kuzma, I mean, Rondo, of course. Like, their bench made it. So even if LeBron or AD have an off game, which they really didn't, honestly, that entire series, maybe game one, that they were they were able to just kind of hold on and and you know be fine so it'll be interesting to see the role players the lakers role players against denver's role players because i think the stars in the series should be able to get their own but it might just come down to those guys like Millsap, grant um and and everyone else against the lakers role players see who kind of outshines the other group um who is like someone that we should keep an eye on on the nuggets that's not named murray or jokic I thought I, I think uh, Grant is really impressive. I thought Jeremy Grant was really good today, and he's been good the last few games. He's just this like really sound, kind of small forward, power forward, guard in multiple positions. Really good rebounder, really good defender. Uh, can space the floor a bit. He had two threes tonight. Was really good that way. I think he's kind of that lanky guard that they might throw on LeBron for possessions against AD for possessions because I I I think. Anthony Davis is going to be pretty excited to play against Jokic. Uh, just based off the, the games we saw this year against Denver, um, Anthony Davis kind of ripped apart Jokic and this Nuggets team in the mm-hmm. regular season. It, he kind of, you know, the Clippers don't have a front court player who can space out like the Lakers do with AD. They can drag Jokic out of the paint. They could put Jokic in the pick and roll. They can take make him uncomfortable defensively and make him use... Uh, his energy on that end. So I'm going to be interested to see Grant, how he does, but also see how Jokic kind of hangs in defense because you know LeBron and AD are just going to try to go after him when they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a completely different series than what we just saw with the Rockets, like completely different. It's, yeah. it's such a different matchup. There might be some adjustments, but something that I've been giving and you've been giving vocal credit for is his ability and willingness to make adjustments. And even before they kind of need to be made, like he... He had, a, he had a series lead, and he still made a, a change to his starting lineup. So we'll see what happens against the Nuggets. The series starts Friday night, um, then they'll play Sunday, and then they'll play Tuesday. So we'll have postgame next week for after game three. Um, it's going to be great, man. I mean, <laughs> the, the Clippers are out, and the Lakers are in. And if you're a Laker fan, I, let me ask you this on the way out. Are you disappointed that you don't get to play the Clippers in the conference finals. Cause all year me and you have said yeah. the roads leading to the Clippers and here we are. And it's the nuggets. So are you disappointed that you don't get to play the Clippers? I, I think that would have been great for the city. Honestly, I wish all this was going on. They could have been at Staples center. Cause I think that would have been historically great for everyone to see that live and to watch that on TV. That would have been great. Like even no matter the result, I think that would have been an awesome kind of experience. Cause we never gotten that, and I don't know when the next time that's going to happen. Like we saw this year, things could happen in the playoffs. You can lose, and we might not get that chance again. We don't know what's going to happen with AD. We don't know what's going to happen to Kawhi and Paul George next year after after next year. So this felt like the best chance we might get. Um, what about you? Like, did, like I'm again, not... a part of me is happy like that they went out the way they did, but I also wanted to beat the team that kind of beat them. Yeah, I, I'm just... Okay, here's why I'm not too bummed out about the the fact that the Lakers aren't playing the Clippers, because now that chance that that chance that was always going to be there of the Clippers knocking out the Lakers is gone. So 
as as a sports fan, I I like that that the fact that the team that I wanted to to beat the most, they can't knock us out now. So that 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 trash talk is gone. So to me, I'm not too, I'm bummed that we won't get to see the series because I think that's the series that the NBA and everybody wanted to see. But as a as a fan, I'm like, <laughs> oh well, let's play the Nuggets and hopefully the Nuggets don't knock us out now because I mean it's a very it's a possibility that they could. So I'm not too bummed out to be honest. I really am not. I I would say if you take a poll question though, I say a heavy heavy majority would say they're bummed out. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like just going back quickly before we wrap up with this series. Like, who do you think on the Lakers? Because we talked about Denver and who besides Jokic and Murray is going to be like kind of like an X factor, who to look out for. In, in this series, who do you think on the Lakers is going to be someone who's going to be important that uh, maybe wasn't like the X factor of the last series? Dwight and JaVale. Yeah, my pick was Dwight also. Yeah. Why, why Dwight? Dwight just because he's going to get more minutes, obviously, than he got. And I think he's going to have a big responsibility, A, defensively, B, rebounding the ball-wise. Um, I don't expect Rondo to be getting 12 rebounds this game. I mean, this series, <laughs> like we saw him get like double-digit rebounds against the Rockets. I think that's a possibility against a team like that. I do think the offensive boards are going to come down to Dwight and JaVale. I think his defense is going to be huge. I think they're going to need some points from JaVale this year, this series. Uh, I do think the big men are gonna have to play. Uh, maybe not in in crunch time, in, in as the uh, death lineup goes. But the first three quarters, I think those two are gonna be very, very important. Let's see what they can do against Jokic, because we know that this guy goes out and shoots threes too. Are they comfortable yeah. going out and defending in the perimeter? Are they gonna do any sort of zoning? I don't really know, but I think those two guys for me are gonna be key. Yeah, I was thinking Dwight also. Um, I, I just think that physically, you're gonna want a bigger body on him in the post um i do worry that dwight is also very foul prone like he's gonna get in foul trouble quick against Jokic. thankfully i have a guy like mcgee also um i am wondering if they're gonna stick with this starting lineup though with morris like we saw the morris starting lineup and it Mm -hmm. did really well it did do do you stick with it or no i think it did really well because of the matchup but are you comfortable just kind of switching it back like right as this series starts right, cause it was only two games true it was only two games javel was playing uh up until those 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 last two games um i was advocating for a change because i was always if you're only going to give him seven minutes well, really what's the point here yeah you're uh, right you called that um but i i'm i'm cool with it because that's been the starting lineup all year javel mm-hmm. like that's why i'm like i'm not really worried about it there's obviously lots of minutes I was more worried about the reintroduction of Rondo, and that seemed to be working out pretty well. So I, I don't think that that change is going to be a big difference. It'll be interesting to see how comfortable Anthony Davis is against Jokic seven games in a row, because that's something that we really haven't talked about. We keep saying how much credit we give to the Nuggets, and how how many times you hear that cliche? A seven-game series is a lot different than just once during the regular season. You find out so much about a team in those seven, 14 days, however long it takes, that it's a big, big difference. So now when Anthony Davis, he's going to guard Jokic a lot, you know, it's just going to yeah. happen. So how comfortable is it to do it every night? That'll be interesting. Yeah, and I think something that I've seen in both these series is as the longer the series goes, like after that first game, you can almost like see the Lakers figuring the other team out, right? Like I think like around the game three mark, we kind of like, oh, like, okay, it seems like they solved Houston. Like, oh, they solved Portland. Like, they kind of figured it out. 
So I'm interested to see how quickly or if at all they can do that with Denver. Maybe it's from the get-go. Maybe they all this time off and watching them kind of closely, they come in fresh in game one with the game plan and kind of shut Jokic down and Murray down. Or it might take a couple games to see like, hey, let's change the starting lineup or let's put AD on Jokic to start. Or maybe LeBron on Jokic. Because I think there was a like a few possessions earlier in the regular season when LeBron was on Jokic. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like different looks the Lakers can deploy. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, well, one thing's for sure. It's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be fun. The Lakers back in the conference finals where they belong. Uh, and it starts on Friday. Uh, prediction time, man. Three games are going to oh, happen. Yeah. Three games are going to happen between now and our next show on Taco Tuesday. What do you think? Uh, three, three games until Tuesday? Friday, Sunday, and oh, Tuesday. Wow. We're off for a while. Okay. You know, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say they're 3-0. Lakers 3-0. Wow. Wow. I would be super surprised if that happens. I would be very surprised if that happens. Um, I think that they're going to flip it and actually win game one, lose game two, and win game okay. three. So 2-1. to one, But I think because the Nuggets, they're just on an emotional high. I know they have a few days off, Wednesday and Thursday. I think the Lakers will, you know, actually win game one. But I think it'll be two to one. It would be awesome if they're three to nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Usually, you're the one who kind of goes out on a limb and kind of makes predictions. I'm gonna do it with this one. I think Denver's gonna be tired. That's back to back game sevens emotionally, physically. I think the Lakers are ready, man. I, I think they it's right there. They can see in the end of the tunnel. It's right there. I think they're gonna come out hungry this series. Yep. We'll see what happens by the time we talk to you guys on Tuesday. If it's three to nothing, man, we're talking about NBA Finals. And if you're watching that Heat Celtics series that happened today as well, the Celtics lost too. That game might, that series might go seven. That was a close, amazing game. Uh, Bam, bam, dude. Whoa. That's crazy. That block. Whoa. But yeah, the Celtics lost. What a great day for the Lakers. And they didn't even play today. They didn't even play today. What a great day. All right, everybody. Uh, Subscribe to this podcast uh, on Spotify, on Apple. Go to silverscreenroll.com for all your Lakers news. Follow Alex at AlexMRegla on Twitter. He hasn't written anything, but don't worry. School's in session. But the throwdowns on on Mondays, subscribe to his new, newsletter. How do they do that? Uh, yeah, so throwdowns.substack.com. It's free. Uh, you can find it. I think it's like in my Twitter bio if you want to just click that link. But yeah, I would appreciate it. Um, like Alex said, I haven't been able to write lately because work and just watching the playoffs and stuff but eventually i'll get back to it i promise <laughs> yeah so check that out at alex m regla on twitter i'm alex padilla at alex padilla 86 i'm tweeting a lot about the padres but i swear there's laker tweets in there in between i'm just excited about the padres all right leave me alone even though we lost tonight um all right man we'll talk to you next week we'll see how the lakers do against the nuggets for three games and everybody make sure you subscribe talk to you next week alex thanks man